0: Um, okay. So is there anything I can do to help you? What's, I mean, I, I wanted to start with that because it's been a long time and I, I know y- your team's rocking. I know you're in Arizona a lot. Um, mm-hmm. How's that going?
1: Good. I mean, I have a, a mar- um, I own two market centers there. One in Scottsdale and one up in Prescott. And then I also have a business center in Fountain Hills, one in Payson Um and one up in Desert Ridge. So it's a lot. It's, it's busy. And then I have, a I have a team there also.
0: Yeah. And so you're, you're running all over. How are you managing all that? Like what's, because um, that's a lot since the last time we've talked and today, you've expanded significantly. Mm-hmm. 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 So yeah, it,
1: um, I'm super calendared for sure.
0: <laughs>
1: pretty focused. Um, but i 've always been that way i I am very efficient with my time efficient and effective with my time very purposeful when i'm when i 'm not working, I am not working and I you know they say be where you are, I am where I am yep and when i 'm working, I am where I am like don 't bug me yeah
0: that 's great um, and you 've always been that way though right pretty much mm-hmm.
1: you know for me, probably the biggest shift in the last few years is. That rather than thinking on about growth as an object or growth as a as a as something I'm doing, rather thinking about um, are the people that are in my world getting what they want. And when you make that shift, it makes it easier because mm-hmm. once you realize—I mean, Zig Ziglar had it right. We all know he had it right, but I don't know why it took me so long to get it. You help everybody get what what they want, you'll get what you want. And the truth is, that's not why I did it. I just had an aha moment one time when Gary was teaching, not just going from I do it to we do it to they do it, but then to it being theirs. And when it, when it gets to that point, it could be that I'm partnering with one of my people on a, on a, on a business or on something like that. But, but once they start bringing opportunities to the table, then it just looks completely different. It's, it's because really then when your top people start to build inside of your organization, it's no different than me building inside of Gary's. It becomes it becomes bigger just by a natural progression of growth. And if everybody has a growth mindset, it just naturally wants to get bigger. And the key is, is helping people who maybe haven't um, been through as many recessions and shifts that I have, helping them really be able to evaluate opportunities properly so that they don't get themselves in trouble. Right. And then also helping them with the people side of it. Because what I've also learned is that people, I don't know that anyone loves confrontation, but I do think that most people, they'll avoid it like the plague. So also teaching people how to, you know, how, how to, you know, have those conversations that aren't very fun, but need to be had.
0: Yeah. Talk. Walk me through that as a leader. I'm like, oh my goodness, maybe she has a formula. Like when you're, when you're leading your people, how do you teach them to have those uncomfortable conversations that they know they have to do, but they have yeah. been avoiding it and they're feeling pain because of it. Mm-hmm.
1: And it has happened actually quite a few times in the last year. And what I found is that they've ne- they haven't been taught how to do it. So instead of getting upset about it, I look at the opportunity and say, okay, I just kind of like a parent, I get the opportunity to teach them. Right. And I remember when my 16 year old son was in a really bad car accident and he had a traumatic brain injury. And, and, and I was talking to the neurologist and he said, you know, you're going to have to reteach him some things. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I have to reteach him. You know, for instance, if you call and no one answers, you know, and you're supposed to leave, you're supposed to, you're going to be late. You leave mom a message. So, you know, you think, do I really, but, but if it's missing, it's missing. And so it's no different with adults. If they've never been taught how to do it, um, then it's my responsibility as a leader to walk them through it. So basically to model it for them. Right. So that's what I'll do. And, And of course, you know, I'd rather not have to do that because time is precious. But what I've, what I've learned is if I have them on the call with me and I teach them model, model for them, how to do it. Then the next time I'm on the call with them and they do it, it, you know, you don't have to do that very many times. And so, but, but by, a, uh, by avoid, by just doing it for them and not having them on the call at the same time, because a lot of our stuff has to be on, on a call. Right. We're um, trying to, or going and fixing it for them. That doesn't work. So basically what I do is, is work hard at modeling it for them. And, and they know that my expectation is that if I'm going to model this for you, next time you're modeling it for me, so that there's progress. Because otherwise you're, otherwise you're building a very highly centralized organization where everyone is coming to you for the answers. And that's not, that, that's not a bad thing necessarily, but your business can only get so big under those types of circumstances. So if you want a big business, you've got to really decentralize it, which means you've got to teach those leaders
0: how to have some of those tough conversations. What do you, how do you teach? I mean, I, I understand modeling it, but what's the framework that you lie out? I'm just, I'm crazy with, I like yeah. to know. So
1: great, great question, because I think most people think that you lay out facts and, and you let the facts speak for themselves, but that's not honestly what you do at all. What you do is you ask great questions. And no, you begin with the end of mind, where am I wanting to go? And then you just ask the questions and lead them, you know, almost like um, Hansel and Gretel, little popcorn pieces to where you want them to go. Yeah. But by asking questions, David, rather than stating facts, um, you actually get them, uh, they'll come to their own conclusion and they'll like you for it. But if you just go in there and tell them all these facts and here's what you should have done and why didn't you do this and if you'd done this, this wouldn't have happened and blah, 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 you're going to get them going like this, moving away from you. What you do is you, you want them moving towards you. The way to get to them moving towards you is to ask them great questions. And so I, I, I think once I got that as a leader, everything kind of changed. Um, so that, I think that's the most important thing in, in teaching that concept is Teaching people how to ask great questions, because most people, including myself, had never been taught that. Like, for instance, when I was younger and just out of college and started into real estate, you know, I thought the validity I needed was by me going in and stating facts to a seller. Um, rather than going in and asking the seller questions about, well, what are your goals? What are we trying to accomplish here? How soon do you need to be there? What would that look like? What if the house doesn't sell? What's plan B? Just asking lots and lots of questions. It changes not only, the outcome kind of stays the same, but it changes the dynamics of how they get there. Let me give you an example. If you had to go to the airport today, you could take a limo or you could take a cab, but but the experience is gonna feel very different.
0: So just teaching them how to do it. And most people don't know how to navigate the the right set of questions. So there's enough uh, breadcrumbs or popcorn, like you said, so that that the conversation eventually gets there without getting emotional and turning negative, which is what everyone's concerned about because it's conflict. huh?
1: Well, if, if, if you're always asking questions also around, um, evidence-based questions, factual-based questions, the emotional piece really never, never gets there because you're not attacking them emotionally. Now, sometimes people will react emotionally um, and you have to take them right back to, you know, I love you. Um, I can love you, but my standards, my standards are still my standards. Yeah. So, but I think if you 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 do everything humanly possible to ask them enough great questions, such that um, and, and 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 around and if your conversations have always been around standards, goals, then when, when you have to have a a difficult conversation, it's not it's not typically an emotional one. I will say one other thing though. John Maxwell taught me this one, and that is this. He said when you make your hire. When you initially make a hire, you sit them down and you say, "Daniel, you know, here's what here's what here's what I want here's what I want you to know. You and I are going to have some difficult conversations, but the great news is we're going to get through it." And he said, "If you tell them that up front, then when the difficult conversation comes, neither one of you are nervous because you've already made the decision that you're going to get through it." Right now, that's different than non-performance. I don't mean that, but I mean. Sometimes we choose, we just disagree on things, or, or you know, whatever the case might be. So his point was, um, you know, be willing to have those difficult conversations. Just to understand, you know, we're going to figure it out. Gary uh, Keller told me one time, if you could be in our boardroom and listen to the the very um, um, di- sometimes difficult conversations, uh, uh, a, a lot of the uh, disagreement. You would be surprised that we come out of the room as united as we are. So I do think it's an art. I don't. I don't think we're. We are. You know. Certainly not taught. I went to school for real estate. I mean, I never majored in finance and real estate, and they did not teach you this. So it is. A, it is something that can be learned, though. Um, one of the books I read is "Good Leaders Ask Great Questions." It Was a great book in just learning how 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 to do this. So. I think that's that, but that really, uh, uh, learning to ask questions rather than make factual statements changed me from uh, just the way I think about, about the situation or think about others, because if you ask questions, it's all about them, it's all about them.
0: That's cool, and on the vir- in the virtual world, like you're running everything virtual, you're hardly ever in an office or next to somebody, what are the tools that you use used to make that and manage that right? Mm-hmm.
1: Well, first of all, I, I, um, I use a couple of gals named Sharon Grace. Do you know how long they've been with me now yeah. from your organization? Seriously? Like I think six. Sharon, eight years now? Yes. It might even be nine. Um, but here's the great thing. You make one great hire, and then she, you know, I, I you know, taught her how to hire. Then she hired, we hired Grace. And Grace has been with me, I think, six or seven. But I think number one is you have to have good people around mm-hmm. you. Um, you have to be willing to let go of the control of your calendar, which I did a long time ago. Um, well, most people are fearful of that. I can tell you, it's the most freeing thing on the planet because I just get up and do what my calendar says to do. I don't have to. I don't spend a bunch of wasteful time trying to organize other people's. You know what? What day? I, I don't. I don't worry about that at all. I just say, you know, schedule it with Ashley. Schedule it with Cheryl. Schedule it with Tegan. So giving up the my calendar, you know. To allowing people to schedule things um, was very freeing for me. It also, it also keeps me from procrastination because even as much of a doer as I am, sometimes I, even I can procrastinate something, but when it's on your calendar and it's set, there's no procrastination. You just do it. So it, I get, I think, a lot of stuff done. And then internally, you know, I mean, we have a lot of different tools we use. We use Ben Kenny's brevity. Um, which the gals are very, very proficient at. Um, We use that for a lot of different things. So I I just think we have a lot of systems. And the great thing is, is um, I don't know how, I I don't have to know how to run them all. They do. And that's that's what makes it even more awesome, awesomer.
0: So when you think back to when you first hired your first virtual assistant, like what was the what were the limiting beliefs that now are gone that you that like you had in the beginning? Yeah,
1: I thought that really the only things that they could do were really high suitability things, um, something that required a high degree of suitability and maybe not a lot of um, uh, personal interaction, um, which is not true. Um, they they, um, they they set appointments. They 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 call our clients and set up. They set appointments for my team leaders and my market centers. It, the, the limiting belief was that well we know how difficult it is to recruit and set appointments so surely someone in a, another country that speaks another language as their primary language surely they wouldn't be able to do this and the truth is is that's not the truth and so um, once I've learned how capable these these ladies um, um, were and are and gave them more control not less and You know, so they understand the workload. I mean, both of them have had babies in the last 12 months. Um, So they're very, they're very, very good. They also know me super well now. Um, So when we were interviewing, um, I think it was Nikki. So we hired another one who's Nikki. And so Grace and Cher oversee Nikki. And when we hired him, um, Nikki asked like, well, is there anything I should know about Kristen? And boy, what they told him, you know, I was on the phone, you know, I want to say, hey, I'm right here. Um, But, you know, what I learned from that is they have learned how I work. Um, they, They know how busy I am. And so they, to their credit, they work their schedule around me knowing how they know how I am. And they know that I'm teaching, I'm flying across the country. And that maybe on the weekends is the only time I'm going to have to catch up. So th- maybe I'm sending them a lot of email, or or maybe I a lot of times I'll walk into a class and I know it's eleven o'clock p.m. their time, but I'll need something. And and so we've just come up with this little system, like if I need some something off hours, how I could get a hold of them. And they they're super, they're just super good about um, being flexible. And they're they're both they're all three extremely loyal, extremely loyal and willing to learn anything. So they're awesome.
0: What's been your nine years in, what's been your return on investment in your mind?
1: I think if, pe- if, if people had any idea, you know, I, I talk about it all the time, but if people had any idea how much work they get done, because they don't have any distractions. I mean I'm their distraction really. Huh. But they they don't have a lot of distractions and so they you know they it, it it what it tells me too is how much when we can we could we get done when we don't have a lot of distractions. Um I also have learned that so the 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 return on investment I can't even quantify it. There's just I, I mean if if you think about it, we now are in 40 different locations. I'm, I'm, I wasn't then. I was not an OP of multiple market centers then. And the, all three of them were with, you know, were with me pretty fast. And so I guess my point is, is that as I've grown, they've grown too. And they become more systematized, more efficient. They'll go find it. They're also very, very good at protecting my money, which I love. Like if they can find a better system that costs less money, I love that too, and they'll come to me and, and, and say, um, oh, like, I'll give you an example. This seems like a trivial thing, but this is will make my point. The other day, Cher said, you know, I, I went into our Gmail account, and there's, there's some old email addresses that we're not using anymore, and those are $3 a piece, and so I went in and deleted blah, 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 and it's gonna save us $45 a month. Doesn't seem like a lot of money, but when you always have people looking at your money like that and looking for a way to save money, I, I I I I just know I know that's that's how they are. They're always looking for a way to save money or find a better product that works better, and and that saves me from having to really pay attention to that. Pay attention to finding a, you know a better mousetrap.
0: What's interesting is I mean that feels like a business partner, not an employee.
1: Yes. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Um, I don't know if you know this, but a year or two ago. Um, Nikki and Grace flew to Manila to and they spent the day to, together with Cher, and their whole purpose was to film a happy birthday video for me
0: oh, uh, so wow. they did it on their own
1: uh, they paid their own way and 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 basically in this video, they told me what I meant to them and how important I was to them and it was. I mean, I, when, I, when I watched it, I cried because you know, it, they very much are partners and I, I've always worked very hard to make them feel that way because they are. Um, and that day that they sent me that video, it, it just told me a lot. It told me a lot. So I knew our culture was alive and well.
0: That's very cool. What do you think um, after nine years, what are the highest and best uses We're in real estate? In your opinion, you're in 40 different locations, own a bunch of market centers, OP, travel to train and speak, you're hectic, crazy busy. What are the highest and best uses for our virtual assistants, in your opinion, based on your experience?
1: There's super, I mean, teaching them the, the, the skill part of it. Once they understand the skill and they understand the why behind it, um, they, each, they each have different skills, like share does all of our production reports, keeps track of all you know, where every single lead comes from. She's very, very, very uh, specific about making sure all of that's done right. I mean, it, it was funny. I read off the other day in a class I was teaching, because I get a day in report from them, Yeah. and I read, I read one of the reports off, and one of the people in the class said, wow, they got all that done in a week? I said, no, 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 that was in a day.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And People were just blown away. So what I would say is there, I don't know that there's anything that they can't do with the exception of showing a house. I mean, they set appointments for my team leaders. Um, They, they, you know, uh, do all the marketing for all the classes I teach for the big events that I do. You know, they do everything from the time we list a house, all the marketing materials for open houses, circle prospecting, um, you know, emailing our sellers when we list a, a property. And, you know, I, I could just go on and on and on. I'm trying to think what they don't do. Basically, they don't physically go show the house, but they do all, I, I, they just do so much. It's, it's really incredible. Um, and especially now, you know, we have mid-month protocols, end of the month protocols. Everybody has to put their numbers in every day. Those have to be tracked. They have to be regurgitated back to the entire company every morning. You know, they're, they're like, they're like the little mice at night that that work and get all this stuff done, and then you wake up in the morning and like ta-da, um, it's all there. So I, I really struggle to to. I think the mistake people make is that they don't train them properly to start with. So, okay. but if the, if they'll take the time to just train the first one, you never have to train anymore because the first one will train the second one, the second the sec- first two will train the third one, and so on. And so really, it's not a, lot of, not, a, not a lot of time requirement to get them up to a mastery level at something because they're very, very dedicated at, 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 and, and hardworking for sure.
0: I think the other mistake people make, you are a natural selector of talent. I think it's one of your be- best skill sets because you've done it so well. But I don't think everybody is that way. So what advice would you give in terms of selecting? We, they fall down in two places. they pick the wrong person for the wrong role. Or they don't train them well enough to actually complete the role. So how would you, what advice would you give somebody to, how to choose wisely?
1: So the one thing I do is number one, I don't do, uh, I have other people on the call when I'm interviewing. So I'm not, I'm not the only one hearing it. Now today, that was when I was really showing people how to do it. Grace and Cher pretty much do the whole process now. Um, And they always, at the end of the day, want want my uh, approval or opinion. I'm like, you guys have this. But I would say initially, certainly, I had other people listening as well, because sometimes when you're the one asking the questions, you don't hear the answers as well as other people do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember specifically when we were interviewing Nikki, you know, Grace and Cher were on the call, um, as was I. I think Chrissy was on the call. <clears throat> so I think having more than just one person, you know, do it through the interview process. Right. Um, so following the process um, is important. And then the other part is making sure that, that you train them proper, that you train them. Um, You know, you can make a great hire, but if you don't train them, it's irrelevant. And so I think that it it doesn't take a lot of time. It it really doesn't. Um, and, And I think that's the other mistake people make is they think it's going to take a lot of time. And so they, you know, but if you just put in 15 to 30 minutes a day for 90 days, you would have an incredible partner Um, who can do a lot. And they're really good at taking direction. Um, If I say um, that headline was okay, however, if you changed it to this, I think it would be a better hook. They'll they'll learn that very quickly. So subject lines, headlines, especially when it comes to social media, you know, how, how you might say something a little differently, because we're always looking for you know, how do you, how do you create such a good enough offer that someone raises their hand? So, so, you know, you and, and again, they're learning all this with English being their second language. So they're very curious and competent. And I, and I think, so those are the two big mistakes. People don't follow, a you know, any, they don't follow a process in hiring. Honestly, they wait till they're in so much pain, they just make a hire. Right. And I think the second
0: thing is they, um, they don't take the time to train them. And they, don't have the, they don't have the time to train them or they believe they don't have the time to train right. them. Right. That's a challenge.
1: I, I can tell you this. I don't believe that I used, uh, and I say used, the, their skills to the level that I could have in the beginning because I just didn't know how deep their skill set was. Um, but the more, the busier I got and the more I needed to rely on them and the more I... Here's what I did. I just kept shoveling until someone said "uncle." They Ah. never said "uncle," so they no. And they just they also knew which which you know whose skill set is better at this or that. And um, so I don't. All I do is I rely on them to get to make sure the work gets done. But I don't rely. I don't tell
0: which one of them to do what. Got it. They're at this point. They're a self-contained team. And they just do all the work. They are. That's amazing. How did you get yeah. to that point? Yes. That, that's different than most people. Uh,
1: the, the less time you have, the more focused and efficient you become. I just didn't have the time. Right. And I think explaining that to them and sharing that with them, like, you know, um, I, I also, t- I, you know, just little things like if I send you an email, you don't have to send me one that says, thank you. Okay. Got it. Just don't send one back. And so they, they, they've just, you know, I think all that just saves so much time or, or I've taught them something like we'll have gone back and forth and I say, do you realize how much time we just wasted going back and forth on over six emails when, it, when we could have done this? Yeah. So I think it, you know, it, it, it is taking responsibility to, to teach them the way you want them to think. And they are very, very smart, bright. And, and also, you know, people, will try to get around, around, you know, they'll try to get to me by going around them or, you know, I I just see them. They're almost like, you know, my NFL football team playing defense, you know. (laughs) Um, So they're very protective of me too. Uh And they, so they do their level best to answer questions. I mean, you know, I can't, we have 50 or 60 referrals that we're, that we're sending out every day, collecting paperwork on, following the process, following up with the agent, all that. I never have to worry about any of that. When, you, when I think about it, last year, I think we had 13 million in just referrals. Yes, ask the question, do they pay for themselves? Let's do the math, thirteen times, 13 million times 3% is about 69 million, right? I mean 69,000, right? They're more than that. Do it times the company, times the average sales price. Right. So even if we did 10, it's easier math. And let's say the average sales price was 350, right? That's 35 million, right?
0: 3% of that, $90,000. 3% of that
1: times 25%, like the, just the money that we receive off of the referrals pays for all of their salaries. And that's just, a, that's just this much of what they do. I mean, it's that much of what they do. So that one I can actually quantify because that one, there's no question that, with that with that much in in referral income that it actually pays for their salaries that that there's no question about that and so the rest and and, and, and that's such a small fraction of what they do
0: not even ten percent of their day
1: oh no 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 I would say not oh maybe five percent maybe five percent yeah. Got it.
0: If you were right now to wave a wand, this is one of my favorite questions, and you could do anything with our people in the Philippines. Like, and you wanted to hire five or ten more, what is what is the roles that you would put them in right here, right now, based on your growth trajectory and what you're doing?
1: Um, Director of Agent Happiness, Director of Events, Director of Social Media, um, Director of of um, Financial uh, reporting director of accountability, an ISA, and I say an ISA, an OSA really, outbound caller for whether it's buyers and sellers or what following up, or whether it's for team leaders setting appointments. Um, honestly, they also can do they do, you know, they they order client gifts after closing and have them delivered. You know, there's been times that they order stuff from Amazon for me to make sure that I can, that I'm eating. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I don't even know where, where do you start and stop? They're just super, super, I, I, I was thinking about ordering t-shirts, creating our KCN word bubble this year. I could go
0: on and on and on. Yeah. <laughs> you have uh, agent happiness. I love that one. I'm like, this sounds like a great role. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm committed to you and I want to thank you for sharing all this today. So if there's anything I can do to help with any of this um, for future. I want to do that for you. Um, And just, you're always sharing. So I want to thank you for that too.
1: Well, absolutely. You know, you made me think of it with the agent happiness. Like for instance, you said, what roles would you put them in? Well, knowing their personalities, they all are very willing, but for instance, director of agent happiness, I would definitely put Grace in that role because she's a higher eye and- You know, she, she'll, she'll say, Kristen, I love the lipstick that you had on in that picture two weeks ago in like wherever I was. I mean, so she's kind of funny like that. You know? But when it came to financial reporting, things like that, I definitely put Cher in that role. So it's not only the role, but then the right person in that right role. And all of those things are, are absolutely, could be done by any one of them. It's just, they're probably better at it
0: than another because of their personality. Well, and you, yeah, you want to match somebody with what their amazing, unique skill set is and what they enjoy doing mm-hmm. so that they're just stoked to come to work every day. That makes a lot of sense.
1: You know, only I think one time in all this time, we made a hire, and I did not even know that the hire wasn't performing, but Cher did. And she, she was, so I said accountability. She watched him like a hawk, called him out on everything, gave him, I think, th- you know, three chances or whatever. And she, her and I had come up with the, she had come up with the system, but I approved it. And when he didn't count it, she fired him.
0: She was like, not on my team.
1: Exactly. This is not happened on my watch. That's so, awful. I mean, that was very unusual. Um, I don't know what was going on with that young man at the time, but, you know, it, it, that was very, very extreme circumstance. But she caught it right away,
0: right away. Well, that kind of loyalty, and I mean, I mean, I just think of if you're in the military or whatever, the person to the right and the person to the left, they either are responsible for your life or you're responsible for their life. So, you you just can't have somebody who's underperforming because it'll affect everybody.
1: Well, it's not only that. I'll tell you what she also told me: um, I was not going to allow someone else to to waste your money.
0: <laughs> 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 I just that's phenomenal. I love that, man. It is phenomenal. Yeah. Can you imagine? So
1: I, I was just looking. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say I I, w- I was looking at some pictures yesterday, you know that we had taken, and I was scrolling trying to find something, and I saw a picture of them at your event last year. Yeah. You know where they had on really fancy dresses and were all glammed up, and you know it, it's just I don't know, um it makes me happy that. When they've told me financially what they've been able to do in, in, for their families and, you know, Nikki is a registered nurse, has a four, all of them have four-year degrees, and yet he can stay, he can work with your organization and work with us and make more money um, and be able to work from home and take care of his family and his elderly parents. And I, I you know, they tell me there's, you know, stories all the time. Or not all the time, I ask for them because they have to tell me what, they, what their successes were this week in work. And they also have to tell me what their successes were personally. Right. So I, that's where I probably learned so much about them. And, um, you know, so I, it makes me happy th- that I know that there's at least three people there that lives have been changed forever. Um, so because of,
0: of your organization and, and being able to work with them through you. We're, right now we're toying with like how to involve our clients and um you guys have been silent partners for years (laughs) but you know we're toying with like how to bring you guys into the fold and and even have your your folks because what happens is our folks donate time um our clients are contributing you know dollars and you know together we're impacting lives right Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah i just haven't figured that piece out yet well i'm sure you will (laughs) Hmm. someday someday I will all right Kristen where
1: I heard what you focused.
0: yeah yeah exactly um if there's anything I can do I'm your guy um just let me know Uh, and then yeah just thanks for your time as always you're more than generous
1: well it's been it's been my honor my pleasure and the you know the the folks that I get to work with have changed my world and changed my life as much as I've changed theirs. so it's been a total win-win so appreciate what you guys have done
0: Okay. Thanks. We'll see you later. Have a great day.
1: Okay. Bye, Daniel.